Hey everyone, it's Jason. Just a quick note that we had some technical difficulties during the recording of this episode. I wasn't able to edit out all of the little sounds and imperfections that I'm normally able to. We had some dog barking that I couldn't edit out, and you may notice some odd cuts. And this is due to my computer dying. I've since replaced it. Anyway, thank you very much for listening and watching, and enjoy the show. Coming up on today's episode, you may hear information about different NFTs or investment opportunities. As always, we remind you we are not financial advisors. This is not financial advice, and some of the information you hear may be inaccurate. Enjoy the show. Do your own research. Sorry, fuck that bit up. Hello and welcome to Nearly Fresh Topics. We're not quite cutting edge, but we're close. In this podcast, we talk about uh, NFTs primarily, but also a little bit crypto, a fantasy. We do comedy bits and quirky news. Jason, how are you doing? I'm doing pre- pre- pretty well. I can't, talk, I can't talk, which is great for the podcast, but other than that, I'm doing pretty well. How I'm are a you? A sleepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Grant. I'm Grant. Um, I'm doing well. Yeah, what can I say? Uh, I'm, I've been i've been less busy uh, at times but uh, yeah I'm, I'm getting through it i'm getting through it so today's episode we is a very special one because we have our first guest uh introducing uh mr keith uh from master Bees. is keith Busey? is that how you say it no wrong <laughs> it oh, is bussy okay pardon me pardon me well how are you doing sir i am honored to be the first Yes, a, you know, in many years when our grandchildren, you know, once I find out about them, look upon this podcast, <laughs> they will be like, wow, my grandfather was that guy. So, no, totally. Very auspicious so day. Very auspicious day. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, so yeah, Keith, as as Ross mentioned, you're you're from Master Brews, which of course mm-hmm. Ross and I are familiar with. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar, although we, we speak frequently about Master Brews on the podcast but for those of you unfamiliar um master brews is is the uh is the company behind nft projects like whelps and heroes and villains which ross is the artist on uh one of the artists on and uh master brews also does a lot of behind the scenes work for a number of other projects that maybe uh you know we, we don't take center stage on so um that's master brews how did how did master brews come about so it was a dark and stormy night back in March 2021. And I was just browsing around the internet looking for what was new. And to be honest, I cannot remember exactly the first project I stumbled on. But we did see, you know, uh, sorry, I did see things that looked interesting, things in the card space. You know what? The first one might have been Gods Unchained, um, which was Immutable X's first game. That might have actually been the first thing I saw. And then I saw other projects. And as I dove deeper, I was like, hey, I'm kind of bored with what I'm doing. I was at a mobile gaming company at the time doing stuff I've done for years already. And I was like, this looks like there can be room for innovation. Um, I like to be creative. I like to innovate in tech. So I decided to you know, figure out what could be done. And then it hit me that a lot of it could be done um, really cool stuff with no need for a budget, so to speak. And that became an instant attraction because I'm like, okay, I can do this on the side. And if it works well, I can just jump in full time and this can be my new business. 
So that's exactly what I kind of did. I kind of conceptualized. I hit up my uh, co-founder now, Adam, who's Tilting Shock. And, you know, he, he had a little more responsibilities than I did. So he was less willing to leave his job once I told him we need to do this full time. But <laughs> he, uh, he quickly joined me and we haven't looked back. We've, we've pivoted a lot. We've had many ideas go different ways. We've changed direction. And um, yeah, here we are about, I would say, two months away from our one year anniversary. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And then my dog is uh, apparently going psycho at someone at the window. So bullseye. Bullseye is a good name. I like it. <laughs> that's okay. He's coming over. He's, Animals. Um, yeah, he probably just senses a mailman or a package. <laughs> it's fucking going wild. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all right. We, we often get animal um, distractions. You know, Jason's cat soul is fucking barking at him. So Yeah, <laughs> always. Would you guys like to see him? Yes. Yes, please. Get up here, Bullseye. <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh. So this is Bullseye. Right. Oh, he emerges into the background. Well. I know. He's a he's, what kind of a, pointer? He's a Dalmatian pointer, and he's uh, now seven. Oh, right. Of seven. Yeah. Very good. Grace. Very good. That's awesome. Uh, it made yeah. me think. Sorry to butt in. It no, made me ahead. think. Have you guys seen the the video of the cat that barks like a dog at the window? Like it's it's trying to tease other dogs, like in the neighborhood, and you hear it barking, like literally quite like a dog. <laughs> and I'm not sure if you've seen the videos where cats are looking at birds and they're like, yeah, and they're doing some freaky shit. I think that's them trying to imitate birds as well. They try and imitate things. It is so strange, but yeah, the video of the cat is like. Rawr! And then it figures out that it gets caught and it turns around. And it's like <laughs> <laughs> little bastard, yeah. so sly, so sly. Yeah. You know, you know what's interesting is if you ever have a pet cam and you leave it mm. on when you're not home, it's oh, awesome shit. to watch what pets do all day. Like people think they just, at least for dogs and cats, they think they just sleep all day. Yeah, That's yeah. not the case. They do some really interesting things, like with their toys. They'll organize them in different piles different places like try to think well where do i want to put this what do i want to grab and it's really interesting to watch that type of footage a bit a bit have you done it before then i assume yes when i first got them because i had to work in an office um yep. that feels like decades ago now but when i had to go into an office i wanted to make sure as a puppy he was fine alone for a couple hours so right Absolutely. speaking of speaking of something that feels decades ago now um i've i've always sort of known master brews since i got into crypto which was almost a year ago so to hear that you found it in march 2021 was it march you said yeah either late march or early april i'll have to right right so so to me i didn't even realize it just like to me it was like ah they've been doing it forever you know but yeah that's only been a year that's wild yeah Yeah. we we've maintained a very small core team and the other thing we're very proud of is we've maintained being self-funded. So right. we had initial investors, not large investors, but you know some friends who put some money in to help us do some marketing. Um, <laughs> one, did we ever learn we did the wrong type of marketing? <laughs> and it wasn't, wasn't right for the space. And right. B, as soon as we had our first kind of success selling some NFTs, we paid out those investors um, right. with a nice return for them. And we're 100% self-funded, which is great because... Nobody can tell us what to do. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's worth a lot. I, I mean, I couldn't imagine like not being 
your own boss, you know, and have, having people tell you, no, you must go here and do this direction and whatnot. It's not, it's, it's never been in my DNA either. So yeah, I can. Yeah, can yeah especially when you have creative ideas that are outside the norm or outside what's popular. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are, no, let's just copy these guys. This model works. They've proven it. Yeah. And yeah. that's not my style and that's not Adam's style. So we've struggled with it at many startups and now mm -hmm. the only person I have to argue with is him. So um, I'm pretty good at winning those battles. <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah. I remember I first saw master. Well, the, you know, you say the marketing didn't work. Maybe it didn't, but that's how I, you know, through those brave ads, that's how I found you guys. So uh, yeah, uh, it worked true. for, so... worked for me at least. <laughs> <laughs> and you've become a valued part of our family. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, well, uh, Speaking of God's Unchained and Immutable X, did you guys hear that uh, GameStop is going to be using Immutable X for their... Um... Yes, and they're going to be launching a fund for developers as well. But I actually saw the GameStop NFT page probably six months ago. Um, they had a coming soon splash page for ages. And yeah, I read the news. I want to say it was maybe yesterday. Um, so it's it's definitely, you know, interesting. It's another tip to Immutable X, they're gaining some big brands, some big names. And Immutable X, a lot of people asked us, you know, do you do stuff on it? Do you, are you planning to? So we haven't done anything yet. We've looked into it, um, both from a Master Bruce perspective and have looked into it on a personal level. There's a lot to like. There's, you know, the one thing I don't like is how it has a central authority. And that's great though, potentially for wiping out a lot of like rug pulls and scams. But if they're backlogged, it's a hindrance if you want to move it, you know, really, really fast pace. So if I had to pick a con, that would be the con. But that's also something that seems like it's not the hardest problem to solve. Meaning if they are backlogged, um, you know, they can just get a bit more staff perhaps and <laughs> problem solved. It's, it's a lot easier to solve that than solve like, you know, combating fraud or, or fraudulent actors. So. Yeah. yeah, I bet. No, absolutely. So for for the layman, and I'm not saying that I am a layman, but maybe I am, what is Immutable X? So it's a, they basically set up their own chain. Um, <clears throat> I believe the first project they used it with was Unchained Gods. Is it okay. is it Unchained Gods or Gods Unchained? I'm pretty God's sure. Un Gods Unchained, I believe. Okay, so Gods Unchained. And that's been around, I want to say, over over a year now, over a little yeah. over a year. Mm -hmm. um, so it was kind of their proof of concept. They're out of Australia. And yeah, they, um, they set is up... It... Oh, what you're showing here is they set up a fund for developers. Right. That's obviously something that's going to attract attention, attract people to it. I'm not sure how much they're giving per project, per developer, if it's a cap. A lot of these big funds do something like you know, 50000 or $100,000 as a cap. Okay. Um, not sure on the details of this one per se. So is it a, a blockchain or, or is it a, like a protocol? Is it a coding language? Is it a, I'm not entirely sure to be honest. Yeah, so it's, they have APIs to use, but from right. my surface research, it is, they did build their own chain. I'm not sure if I'd call it a side chain. I still have to do more deeper research. Um, but in effect, you need to use their wallet. Um, they did provide a simple way to bridge it and link it to, for example, MetaMask. Right. So if you, um, the perfect place to test it is probably Gods Unchained. Um, mm -hmm. 
when you, if you're there at MetaMask, it'll pop up their wallet and just ask you to link it. And that's a one-time deal. Um, the other thing they're doing that people like is, I believe they're letting people, if you launch your own token and you use it for your game or whatever purpose, they will, I believe they will supply some liquidity or at least the means for people to exchange IMX for it, um, giving you kind of a better way to onboard people. So they are, they're definitely looking like they're targeting, you know, mainstream adoption and trying to help onboard users as much as they can. So that's, yeah, that's awesome. And so yeah, IMX being their token, right? Yeah. IMX yeah. is their native token. And then gods Unchained has its own. I'm almost certain it's called gods G O D S. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we see here, this This makes me laugh. It made me laugh the last time we talked about it too, that it's a typeform.com page in order to, to apply for the grant. But hey, if it, if it works, it works, I guess. If they had uh, built the infrastructure for their own form, you know, they'd only be able to give $99.95 million away, so. And, and what, you know, what this demonstrates too is how early it is in the space still because GameStop, if you check, you know, when they made the announcement or on Reddit or on Twitter, they are full of people trashing them, negative comments. Same thing happened to Ubisoft. Same thing happened to Sega. Same thing happened to everybody, you know, any brand coming in. We just saw the same today because we just signed Insane Clown Posse. Oh, yeah. And the response from their fans has been that NFTs are a scam. They are yes. all never supporting the band again. Uh, uh, <laughs> wow. So, so we now know exactly what GameStop and Ubisoft and all these other companies feel like. <laughs> oh, crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I feel like Insane Clown Posse probably eats that stuff up. Yeah. Right? For, for breakfast. You know what? If, if you have one of their diehard fans saying, because they're going to sell, or they don't even know what the NFT is going to be yet. They don't know what the metaverse project is going to be, but because they heard the word NFT and said, I'm giving up on being a fan for 25 years. Yeah, yeah I don't know how much of a fan you are because right, I can't right. imagine something I'd love that much for that long and just hear something like, and be like, oh, screw this band. Um, uh, no. you know, what, if, what if they collab with someone? Uh, what if they collab with a musician that mm. person doesn't like? Are they also going to jump ship? Yeah, maybe. Um, right, right. So just, um, you may have mentioned it. I don't know what was recorded or not. Just for the listener who may be piecing this together, right. Master Brews recently signed with ICP and St. Clown Posse to be their NFT blockchain provider. Is that correct? Yeah. So we're planning on something. Um, the ideas are still getting finalized, but it's going to be in the vein of ICP presents Metaverse Mayhem. And if you know anything about the Clown Posse and their whole kind of theme, you can probably imagine the kind of fun we're hoping to have with this. So, absolutely, I, <laughs> you know, I only know ICP based on media reports I've read over the years. So I don't know if if that's necessarily an unbiased look at them, but it always <laughs> they, sounds hilarious to me. Yeah, they're they're actually really progressive in that they love to try all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. They did have a crypto coin. I want to say back in like 2000, maybe 14 or 15. So they've definitely tried stuff ahead of others. Um, they like to expand the horizons. You know, they've done everything from hosting pro wrestling events to, you know, it's not just music, it's not just rap. They're 
kind of all over the place with what they've tried and we think that's pretty cool because we have that same mindset to not just copy what's out there and just um so there's a lot of synergy in that vein and i think it came off to them when you know we're not the only company that they talk to about nfts and we're not even the largest one so the fact they went with us is kind of i think because we have the same mindset and want to try some unique things Mm -hmm. And, and we had a question. We had a question on the Discord yesterday after the announcement was made. Um, they wanted to know the backstory, how that came about. Uh, you signing with ICP. So I was curious. I had no personal connections to celebrities or, or musicians, and I was very curious if you just reached out to managers. And this was last summer. I sent a few emails off to a few different people, and you know we got some replies back. Usually, most people weren't interested. One of the better, one of the best replies we got was an accidental email reply from the manager to Dave Grohl that was not supposed to be seen by us. <laughs> <laughs> and let's just say, if I were to put it very, very shortly, Dave Grohl's opinion was, <laughs> tell them to fuck off politely, fuck NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> fuck NFTs. And, and it's funny because we spoke to someone uh, maybe like two, three weeks ago, who's the manager of uh, a band we were thinking about getting for Ragnarok and having them do some theme music for the website. And yeah, he, uh, funny enough, he knew very well Dave's opinion of it too. So I guess it's something that's not a well-kept secret, but um, which is funny because I don't know Dave Roll at all, but I've always, he's always struck me as someone who's like progressive and open-minded and apparently not for this situation. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we had sent off a few random emails, totally random people. Like Fred, Fred Durst of Limp Bizkit was one. Oh, totally. Um, so Dave <laughs> Grohl was one. And ICP was one. Because I'm like, you know what? They're, they seem like they might try things. Mm-hmm. And their manager got back to us. They were really busy. They were interested, but they were really busy with their 30th anniversary album in the studio. They were bringing back the gathering after COVID for the first time. So there was a lot of stuff going on. And we kind of went back and forth casually for a couple of months. And then this month now, you know, now they're ready, they're serious, they're they're good to move on it. So we were very happy that deal still got done. That's awesome. Well, that that's, I mean, that just shows you, right? Initiative pays off. The worst that happens is someone says no. Yeah. Um, but all I got from that story is that you've got Dave Grohl's email. <laughs> <laughs> Among other things. <laughs> yeah. I saw Foo Fighters. I've seen Foo Fighters a few times, but I saw them uh, most recently on the tour where he had earlier in the tour broken his leg on stage and then stayed on stage while mm-hmm. getting it patched up and finished the show. Jesus. Anyways, he, he he came to uh, uh, to play here and uh, he had a, th- uh, a throne, a throne that uh, like shot lasers out of it and stuff. It was pretty cool. So I have a confession really since I've been watching yeah. the show. I have yet to watch either of The Wheel of Time or The Witcher. Oh, Lord. <laughs> what about The Expanse? I saw an episode of that like a long time ago, I think. Right. But, uh, there's just so many shows. But no, I am, they're... as you know, as I'm sure I've told both of you multiple times, very impressed with The Peacemaker. It's so much better than I thought. Yeah. And yeah, I, that'll I be my that. show recommendation, as well as I just started this morning um, in bed, a Pam and Tommy, which is a satirical parody kind of take of the yeah. whole Pam Anderson, Tommy Lee. And so far, it's it's excellent as well. 
Uh, I haven't seen that yet, but one of my favorite actors, Jason Manzukis, is mm-hmm. going to play the voice of Tommy Lee's penis or is playing the voice of Tommy Lee's <laughs> penis. So, yeah, that, that came out. Um, he's the guy who plays like the crazy Pimento in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can tell. Pimento a- and uh, the lead, he, uh, he's a voice he's on Big, Big Mouth. Mouth. Yeah. Uh, he was on The League uh he hosts the wildly popular how did this get made podcast so yeah no he's a good guy everyone named jason is a good guy so oh, that's what i thought <laughs> um, <laughs> some favoritism I, going on no i have to think i don't know if i've met a bad jason so i, I guess now, just uh jason from the, <laughs> jason from the uh horror movies oh, sure. uh, he's just misunderstood, <laughs> just misunderstood. <laughs> uh and then the other uh, piece of NFT news that I gathered for us today, if it'll load, who knows, maybe as soon as I hit share screen, it will uh, crap out on me again. Can you still hear me? Can I still yep. hear you? All good. All good. Yes. Nintendo has interest in the metaverse, but ponders what fun it can provide. Oh, it <clears> says <throat> update, more accurate translation now available. So that must have been, uh, <laughs> that must have been a, a miss translation from the original japanese but uh yeah so nintendo getting into the metaverse it doesn't specifically say nfts yeah but i can certainly see a use you know we well we know that gamers apparently have no interest in nfts but if nintendo has an interest in it and ubisoft has an interest in it then i i think it's coming for gamers whether they like it or not yeah for yeah sure. i think i think it just they won't even realize that it's NFT technology. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll just be baked in so much that it's like a default. And people, you know, even if they're buying cosmetics, they're trading them on marketplaces. Most people will probably have no idea that it's an NFT. Yeah, that's a good point. They're just going to change the name to something acceptable and people will love it, you know. <laughs> Whereas just now it's like, say NFT out with the crypto and nft space and you're you're just branded immediately as an asshole basically yeah you're you're ruining the environment single that's correct that's correct shame on me single yeah that's uh another headline i read uh is that uh, the world wildlife fund is selling nfts now and Mm -hmm. people are criticizing them for you know you're ruining the environment in order to (laughs) raise money for your environmental organization (laughs) Um, but Mario, I mean, Nintendo overall, but especially the Mario universe, it's mm. so expensive. There are so many cool things they could do. And it's the same with, you know, how long it's taken them to agree to finally do an animated movie since their last movie, which is now kind of a cult classic with um, Louise, I always forget his name. Uh, John Leguizamo and... Uh, oh, Leguizamo, that's... Bob... Uh, and um, Bob Hoskins? Yeah. So, you know what? It's it's amazing. It took so long for them. I believe now it's coming out next year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and that'll be cool. And, you know, there's... I don't get why they don't do a lot of things. Like, Mario Kart 8 has been out now, I think, on the Switch for about five years. Oh, damn. And they have not offered a single new track to download yet. <laughs> <laughs> and they aren't going to, obviously. But they also said they're not going to release the next one until this one sales drop and sales don't drop. So 
Anyway. Well, not a not a bad problem to have, I guess. Then it is sure. if you're a fan and you want to play a new track. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But you know what? Then you can play the Welps tracks. So I was oh yeah, say. that'd be cool. Looking forward to that. Say yeah. I was um, I actually tried to make a sort of Mario Kart uh, clone, but it wasn't a clone. It was a, it was a, an idea for a video game where you you played as a little dinosaur and you rode bigger dinosaurs. So it was like a kart racer, except with uh, with actual things with legs, you know, it was pretty cool. The concepts were cool anyway, but I never got fucking, I, I never nearly got around to finishing it. But, you know, one day, one day. Yeah, but yeah, okay. d- definitely a big kart racer fan. And Mario Kart is just like, I'll play it with my family and we'll just fucking decimate everyone. Like, you t- just play it to everyone's raw. I, I really want to go back to Japan for many reasons, but I've mm. only been there once. And I know they have like full adult sized live go-karts with like full-on mario theme right oh shit. and i think they're building a mario world theme park and they're doing all kinds oh. of stuff God so they would, you know i would absolutely go there and play adult <laughs> mario kart like yeah, driving sure. and i don't know how the battle part's gonna work but i oh. think i'd do all right i'd be bowser yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, same same always always the heaviest character get on a, a motorbike you know nice drift in, on it in niagara falls on the canadian side of course uh, there is a a massive Mario Kart branded uh, go kart facility. Nice. So that uh, uh, if you're ever passing through Niagara Falls, you can go you can go play Mario Kart in real life. Good yeah, show. there's a group that does it here for birthday parties. Like you hire them specifically, mm-hmm. and they'll rent out the place for an hour or whatnot, um, and they'll just bring you little costumes and like plush bananas or whatever <laughs> toys they want, mushrooms, I guess. Um, yeah, I'll now go karting on mushrooms can definitely be a spectator sport. <laughs> I, I don't think I try that. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> I um, am what uh, what some may call a wimp, and so uh, I've only been go karting once, and it was when I was a child. And I did a half lap on the course, crashed into some tires, got out of the cart, walked away, never went go karting again. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. When you crash, you we, know, it's, it's not nice. We used to be in Costa Rica, but because their vehicles for adults were basically their vehicles for children, mm. um, we really felt like Bowser and Donkey Kong in these things with our knees up <laughs> to our face and the steering wheel in the middle. Could not get our legs under under the steering wheel. Jesus. <laughs> uh, now, bumper cars. All Costa Rica, I believe, Jason, you had a question that's been burning inside you. <laughs> well yeah you know what i heard keith you you talked about it on a on an ama once but didn't get into details about uh you had a marriage to to an older woman yes i did and I I was, i'm piecing together now that it was in costa rica <laughs> <laughs> it was and since you know i'm the honored first guest of this show i will reveal the story and i think it's a stroke of genius but we'll we'll see what you and uh, Mr. Ross think. <laughs> so when I was in my young 20s, I moved to Costa Rica. We were working for an online dating site and we just decided to up and move from Montreal to, to there because my boss didn't like paying taxes and it was legal <laughs> to not pay taxes in Costa Rica on foreign income. So long story short, once we got there after a few months, um, they started getting stricter on actually having a residency to live there and work there. And the problem was there was no options I qualified for. 
the only one that I could qualify for was marrying a local. And the big problem there was there was a whole system set up. Any lawyer would do it. They'd find a girl, let's just say at a bar. They'd give her like 300 bucks. They'd take like two, 300 bucks. She'd sign the papers, the divorce, like everything at once. You never meet her. And it was purely to get your residency. And everyone knows this was going on and nobody cared. Like it was just the process mm -hmm. at the time. Except the problem was foreigners were starting to get screwed if these girls got pregnant because then right. they were entitled to child support. They were allowed, in some cases, they moved into houses with like Americans or Europeans who had never met them before. Um, <laughs> their passports were seized if they didn't pay 12 months child support up front. God, so a lot of problems were going on. And, you know, if you know anything about them, yeah, a lot of them get pregnant pretty often, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> which maybe has changed today. Um, I don't want to get Costa murdering me, but yeah, <laughs> at the time it was pretty frequent that it would occur. And whether it was on purpose or not, I don't know. But um, so this was my dilemma. I did not want to be one of these other American, you know, cases, statistics. Mm -hmm. And I had to find a way to still get one, though, so I could live there. So, stroke of genius, I decided if I married a really old woman, chances are she wouldn't get pregnant. <laughs> and as I was telling my friend this one night, he suggested that his mom would be perfect because she was around <laughs> 68, 69 years old. God damn. So, <laughs> long story short, I became his stepfather very quickly. <laughs> he was older than I was, and he was a doctor in med school, so it was pretty good. I'm pretty proud of my son. Um, and then <laughs> never, never met my wife, you know, at the time until one night we had to go, he wanted to stop at his house to change clothes. For some reason we were going out and she was just there in curlers and, you know, robe and no makeup. And all she did as soon as I entered was she ran away. <laughs> <laughs> and I got told the next day that he got quite berated by his mom <laughs> for bringing, bringing me home without warning her so that she could put on her makeup and things. And right. you know, the next question was, well, does she expect we're going to consummate this marriage or? <laughs> and so yeah, that, you know, that's how that story came to me. So I still think it was a genius move. Yeah, I, I agree. You're a true problem solver, I must say. I'm very <laughs> impressed. I, I think outside the box. <laughs> I think for sure. And, for sure. And hopefully any statute of limitations has passed now in terms of <laughs> <laughs> although i guess if the authorities are aware of it and don't do anything then it's yeah it's i don't think i don't think they really care you know so many people do different ways now like perpetual tourism right as long as yeah. you leave every 90 days for a weekend you can live there for a decade and they don't right. care so right right, right. well that yeah, you know story. you know one of my that's a great secrets that's a great story it's a great story and now and now uh, at least 12 more people are going to know it as well so all, all <laughs> our all our listeners you know I, I don't i don't have any stories like that i wish i did sometimes it's uh you you've lived a, a more colorful life than i clearly what i like to do for fun is i stay home and uh, i don't speak to anyone and uh <laughs> you know that's cool so <laughs> yeah well, um, you're breaking out of your comfort zone now, then, because oh hell, you're on a podcast. You're a official podcast celebrity. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> bye. <laughs> there we go. No, I don't know. We don't talk about that. We just uh, we like it. Uh, you know, we're, this, uh, just the bubble of us three, Humble. really. Yeah. You know. But uh, yeah, okay. 
Christ almighty. It's a good story. I like it. That was a good story. <laughs> yeah, I was, for the record, I was also married for real to a oh. Costa Rican, but oh. she was a little bit younger. So, you know, right around that 62 mark. Right. <laughs> so she did get pregnant. Uh, nope, nope, nope. My my soldiers know when to stay down. Uh, um, I want to show you guys. Oh yes, is, please. I, I am so proud of this item. It is matching my background. The actual Infinity Gauntlet. That's years of scouring the globe to find this thing <laughs> but it yeah, is it. heavy it is 35 pounds of steel <sighs> and it has the actual infinity gems in it they're just all dead and out of power i was <laughs> gonna say you you spent years finding each individual stone as well so <laughs> well, no obviously was... you delegate that kind of thing <laughs> all right there was one in costa rica i know that much yeah <laughs> um, are you able to click your fingers with no, you're not. It is specifically made with a blocker between the thumb and the forefingers ah. so that you can just get it close, but you can't quite snap them. It's made for punching, really. For That's what. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out next Halloween what people think. <laughs> uh, good. Um, I don't know, Ross, you normally do pretty good uh, NFT projects of the week. Do you have one that you want to share with, with us, too? I potentially, I was going to ask if Keith had one. I have one that I looked at. I, I stumbled totally randomly upon it yeah. and actually really like the art and the kind of theme they're going for. Mm -hmm. And they're doing a few things a little bit different. Funny enough, it's a similar theme to one of the new things we're doing, yep. but it's totally done in a different way. So do you guys see Battle Warriors? Yeah, we got it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So... It kind of reminds me of like vibrant graffiti art. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, there's obviously a, a Japanese kind of chibi anime style influence. Mm -hmm. But I really like some of their little, you know, some. I don't know what's up with this girl, though. I don't think she's going to win many battles. I have those same boxer shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I liked, you know, what they were trying to do to be different. So what they're doing that I found unique in reading their white paper mm. is after the initial NFT drop, which is your standard type of drop, they're going to be releasing treasure chests that contain different items, weapons, and artifacts, I think. Oh, nice. And they'll, you'll be able to actually, with whatever you get in the treasure chest, replace it and upgrade the look of your character, as that's well cool. as that item for their eventual game um, that's mentioned. So I thought that was cool, you know, that instantly pretty soon after drop, they have a drop scheduled of treasure chests, big ones, little ones, and there'll be an assortment of new stuff where you have the choice. Do you want to upgrade the gear on your person visually or not? So yeah, it's just something I came across randomly and um, I figured it'd be cool to show on your show. Full disclaimer, I have zero connection with these guys. No idea who they are. No idea, you know, not recommending it as a investment project. I just uh -huh. like the art. I like the style and I like they were trying to do something a little new and uh, being upgradable, you know, in that sense. So I think it's cool As, that um, it's cool that it's sort of like a full figure one. Um, you don't see that often. Well, in, you don't see it in PFB products, obviously, because it's more a profile and um, picture thing, but full figure and then uh, lots of different, like a big ass shield and uh, different swords and that. I know I like it. It's uh, really yeah. Good. And then from what I saw um, in their white paper, 
So they're calling it kind of the Vikings of ETH, mm-hmm. but I believe they're going to release the Pirates of Solana as the second okay. team. And then oh, you'll be cool. able to use characters from both cross-chain mm-hmm. in this eventual uh, game. So that's also that's another really- thing that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, cool, cool. That is cool. Um, so that's battlewarriors.io. And then um, the other thing I can show you guys, it's, it's blown up. There's a lot of influence in, involved. I took a shot at it just to try it out and learn their game mechanics mm-hmm. and really learn their tokenomics. But if no one's seen these cold-blooded creeps, um, their website is great. Like everything you want to do, it's oh, yeah. actually, you know, it's a nice interactive map. Mm-hmm. Um, they have excellent flow as far as tutorial instruction. Like everything is clear. Every time your transactions process, you get like, really cool theme status updates and um so i like what they're doing it's you know again it's something where i just thought it i don't typically like stuff that involves celebrities in a you know just using them without their permission kind of way even if it's fine on the legal side you know they have mark cuban they have snoop dogg they have paris hilton they have a bunch i kind of prefer original characters but that said they did do some cool stuff like you had to collect five different cards to make basically burn them and make a mega version and the mega version can steal money essentially from other lizards <laughs> um and there there are lizard overlords and um they do have you know they've been executing very quickly on the roadmap they've been you know being very communicative so it's a matter of can they sustain the demand and the excitement and the hype mm-hmm. if not you know that's a problem that faces all these token based like play to earn utility games mm-hmm. and at least from what i've seen their team is like really on the ball so yeah i would say i'm i'm very interested to see how far they go and what else they come up with mm-hmm. but as far as you know it's in the vein of stuff like wolf game and these type of just utility games right but they're definitely moving at a much faster pace and much so far things have been much smoother than some of the others so yeah both very cool projects. Well, Keith, thank you very much for joining us. It was it was uh, super fun to have you here. Loved hearing about your your background and the origins of Master Brews and your my, my giant stage hook. <laughs> yeah, this is your this is hey, you can stay for the next three hours, but uh, we're 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 trying to keep you on task here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do have unfortunately to take a important call. They're all important, They're but. All important. Um, yeah, you never know what they can lead to, right? So, um, no, exactly. yeah, no, it was it was a pleasure. I know we had a few technical difficulties, but um, I'm game to be on any time you guys want. Awesome. I'm sure you will have other guests to get to first because, you know, everyone wants a shot. You can't just have me. But uh, I'm I'm down to have a regular or reoccurring role if you want. We, we, like that. I love it. We do the Master Brews Minute or some other good branding and... Uh... Yeah, I love it. All right. Love it. Oh, thank you. So great guys. And yeah, I guess uh, continue onwards as you were, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> Take care, man. Thank you. All right. So our thanks to Keith once again for joining us. That was awesome. I, I have always wanted to hear that marriage story. So I'm glad he was able to share it with us. Uh, what do you say we look at some quirky news of the week? Uh, that I've been looking forward to it. So wow Good. me, please. Once again, it's from your neck of the woods. Seems to be where all of the quirkiness happens. <laughs> this one, again, it's not super weird. It's just kind of interesting to me. I always like when ah. this stuff happens. 
Workers at a uh, Scottish golf course unearthed 95-year-old message in a bottle. Jesus. So, cool. Workers doing renovations on a bunker at the golf house club in Ely Ely or Ely? Ely, yeah. That was like 10 minutes away from where I was born. eh? Oh, nice. Yeah, cool. Um, So, the golf club was established in May 1875. The workers looked inside the bottle and found a message written on the back of a Craven cigarette package. The message was dated November 18th, 1926. Mm-hmm. We are here today, but where we will be when this is found, we do not know. Good luck, the message reads. And uh, Gavin Cook, the golf club secretary, mm-hmm. said officials looked into records and determined the three men who signed the note, T. Donaldson, D. King, and W. Eason, were employees at the facility in the 1920s. Cook said the workers plan to bury their own message in a bottle in the same spot once the work is completed. Yeah, that's wicked. Um, I always figure... I love stories like that. Yeah, no, it's cool. The message in the bottle thing is... uh, I know, it's it's always, like, very mysterious. Like, sometimes I think, when I think about it, it's like, it's almost like someone's in danger like you you put a message in a bottle and chuck it in the sea so someone would eventually come and find you i guess but also right. it's just cool to see that it can just be like a message of good luck basically or like are we are we attempt a a time capsule you know and i suppose yeah. it is so now it's cool yeah absolutely no i i like it too um yeah i was always fascinated by things like time capsules and mm-hmm. and i i always wanted to find a message in a bottle we uh, had a cottage uh right on lake champlain in vermont which is right on the border with quebec near montreal yeah. and um so yeah the cottage on the lake so i was like maybe i will find a message in a bottle on this <laughs> so uh, hopeful. yeah in this small lake in the middle of <laughs> canada and, mm-hmm. and the states um yeah, so we, so good. Since we've been uh, renovating this house, um, although renovating is maybe too generous a term, we've been ripping it apart, I guess. We found uh, one message, at least, from the old carpenters of the house, and it was just like the carpenter's name uh, finished a work on the eclipse of the moon, nineteen oh six or something. And um, it's just cool to see these wee messages from people more than a hundred years ago, you know. That's it's cool. got n- nothing to do with a museum or anything. It's just, oh, that's in your house, you know, and uh, just a little bit of history that no one knows other than you now, because they'll be dead long fucking gone. Right, exactly. Yeah, my friend renovated his old place uh, however long ago and took it down to the studs, and we wrote shit all over the walls as well. So <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, well, well, hopefully um, it's classy shit, you know, and not just no, drawing oh, no. penises. Oh, no. It? <laughs> it was... It was uh, uh, you know, I wrote like "help me" or you know stuff like that. <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> ah, oh no, it's too bad. You had your chance at something great. <laughs> uh, I knew, uh, I knew a, um, or not new. I saw on Reddit the one time that someone did the same thing, but they put a, they bought like a, you know, like a skeleton that you would get at, for a <laughs> professor or something, right. and they they hit it in the wall and then finished the wall. <laughs> Jesus, uh, that'd be freaky, but good. You know, eventually, when the when the pe- people figure out, oh, it's just plastic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A prank has been played. <clears throat> well, uh, I've got uh, as well a comedy bit of the week, All and right. um, 
and we can watch that. Yeah, I I uh, I really like T.J. Miller. That's who this week's comedian is. You know, he's had a bit of a a rough few years. I I uh, I don't agree with um, some of the things he's done in the last couple of years. But I, I you know he was going through some tough times mm-hmm. um, from a mental health perspective, and so uh, you know I, I um, don't you know we don't need to get into it, but but he's made some mistakes who hasn't and he's trying to make his way back. And so, yeah, I was just browsing Facebook this morning and there was an ad for the local comedy club and it said TJ Miller and I, Oh, I like TJ Miller. So I clicked on it and he's doing four shows and three of them were already sold out. So I was like, Oh shit, I better buy them now. So it was one of those pure, like, you know, I went from not knowing about it to have bought the tickets in three minutes, pure impulse (laughs) buy. (laughs) Uh, but it'll be nice to get out and, and uh, they do a pretty good job where we're headed. They do a pretty good job, uh, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, you can only go in if you're vaccinated and okay. social distancing appropriate and all that. So I'm not too mm-hmm. concerned from that point of view. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. All right. So this is uh, TJ Miller on a talk show. Uh, and for whatever reason, he's sweating profusely and then just you'll see throughout the clip but he just it has to do with water you'll see throughout the clip i don't know if we'll play the full six minutes but uh we'll get started and uh you know we'll stop at some point all right here he is is he in the studio (laughs) he's not here dumb but not in a funny way i've been trying to be dumb in a funny way since i started that's that's incredible You know, a lot of people come on here, and I'm sure they they act insane, they do their spit takes because they're comedians. But I don't do the spit take thing anymore because it's just been so played out. It feels like an 80s device. So I'm doing more dribble takes now, more over the spit takes. So go ahead, I'm sorry. No. Well, I was just going to say, here he is, straight off the Todd and Tyler Radio Empire. What? (laughs) Will he be? That's a dribble take. Here, say something else crazy. Hold on, right? can, we, can, we, can we zoom in on him so we don't we miss really this get, shot? Get in like, here. Super tight. Zoom in yeah, so we don't. There's no yeah. cameraman, but bring, robot. Super tight. Robot, come close. Robot, <laughs> come close. Okay, okay. He's, there, right there. Okay, so say something crazy. Why did you? Say something about how you guys just got married or something like that. We just got married. What? And a lot of people say, TJ, you got wet knees, you know, but I don't necessarily know. I I think that's kind of, that can be considered some sort of a slur. You know, they call me old wet knees, old wet knees, carrots and peas. They used to call me in San Antonio. They did call you that, huh? Old wet knees. Uh, so you got this movie coming out, Transformers. What? I'm in Transformers? <laughs> <laughs> no one told me that. No Mary's, one told me that. Mary's left foot so is wet. Her left foot is so wet. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, it just goes on like that. But uh, uh, TJ Miller, you know, you may know him from Silicon Valley. He was also in Cloverfield. Uh, one of the few pieces of comedic relief in Cloverfield, which was the monster movie from, it's got to be 15 years ago now at this point. Right. But, but the uh, name yeah, rings TJ a bell, Miller. But, yeah, name rings uh, a bell, but I uh, can't, can't forget, remember. Cloverfield was a film that um, was made in secret and made by J.J. Abrams, who directed Star Wars. Right, right. And so while he was in the editing room editing, um, uh 
whatever the first of the new three star wars was called uh the force awakens while he was in the editing room editing the force awakens he was also secretly editing cloverfield so uh yeah uh good so yeah tj miller i'm really pumped to see him yeah, yeah. no it's funny guy i I definitely i've not seen a lot of his stuff i definitely recognize the voice um i'll just try and freaking remember from where though so yeah comedian plus actor then yes uh he's been in a few shows his his best known show i'm sure is silicon valley um at least in in north america Mm -hmm. um great so so always fun to to end on a comedy note uh you know it was uh was an interesting episode full of guests and technical difficulties but i think we did it we managed we got through and uh next week i'll have a a brand new computer so there'll be no more technical difficulties there'll be no more poor quality video on my end it will just be you know it'll be perfect pure technical bliss pure technical bliss and yeah this is episode do we say seven up at top crazy I think I said episode six, but it's seven, isn't it? Whoops. I'm pretty sure it's seven. That's okay. <laughs> um, all right, Ross. Well, uh, you have a good rest of your week. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You too. Good weekend, I suppose. It's Friday after all. It is Friday. And yep. uh, as always, thanks very much to everybody who's listening. Thanks very much to everybody who's watching. If you have any questions or comments for us, if you'd like to be a guest and you've got knowledge or expertise in something, any of that stuff, email us uh, asknftpod at gmail.com and visit our website at nearlyfreshtopics.com. And thank you very much. We will see fresh you next week. Out.